evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie that uh, that I rented from my library. You didn't even know that, but I told you anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Knives Out from 2019, and it has an all-star cast, and we're going to get started. Um, so, I'm just going to kind of bury the lead here. Go ahead. Um, well, I guess I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do the opposite of burying the lead. Uh, I'm going to tell you my opinion of this movie right away. I thought uh-huh. it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, I thought it was very well done. Um, so we're gonna, but we're gonna get into uh, the the story of it in just a second. But first, I'm gonna try to tell you that uh, if you haven't seen this movie, um, it is definitely worth a watch. I'm gonna try to keep this as spoiler free as I can. But, but no promises. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try not to reveal any uh, major plot points. But again, no promises. So uh, I don't think there's a way we can't. Well, we're gonna try All our right. best for now. But uh, <clears throat> until we until we cross that bridge, uh, well, let's 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 get to it. So uh, go ahead and give a, a brief brief summary right. of what the plot <clears throat> is while I drink. So uh, there is uh, a. See a wealthy family uh, that lives in. Do we? I don't think they established where they live, but a wealthy no. family. Uh, the patriarch of the family, who has made the the majority of the fortune, yeah, he's uh, a, is, he's is a, a writer. Yeah, he's a writer, and I, I think he does like a lot of whodunit. Yeah, mystery novels. Yeah, so uh, he, uh, you know, they 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 celebrate his 85th birthday. It's a it's a big uh, family gathering of a diverse collection of characters mm-hmm. and at the end of the night he's dun 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 dead. What? So. Spoiler! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So it's initially uh, you know, the police go there as a formality and it's, it's ruled a suicide but uh, uh they go through a very a variety of interviews. Meanwhile uh, back in the shadows is uh, uh I almost said Craig T. Nelson. Daniel uh, Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> I would have been fine with Craig T. Nelson. Either is fine. And uh, yeah, he he's kind of just sitting in the background, listening to the uh, the the stories that the the family is giving, and he's uh, it, it's kind of surprised us at first, but uh, he he's not your dapper, charming James Bond, nope. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> I mean uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, he is a. A, a southern, almost southern, simple southern lawyer type man. Yeah, he's, and uh, Daniel Craig is doing a uh, an almost over the top uh, southern accent. Yeah, but you know what? I like it. it. It works, and it's yeah, it's a little over the top, but you know, just over, just enough, it, it and uh, captures it, the tone of the movie. Yeah, and it, it's fairly good. Like you, you never really notice him slipping back into his uh, standard English accent. So. He's he's got that over Alan Rickman. <laughs> so yeah, his name is Benoit Blanc. Yep, and uh, I I kind of hope uh, they bring his character back. Well, like I, I I hope there there are other movies. I uh, got I got a, I got a surprise for you. One of the uh-huh. things because I was reading the uh, trivia uh-huh. on IMDb afterwards, and they're going to make a sequel to this movie. But the only person who's coming back is uh, is Blanc. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. James Bond, <laughs> and. Um, the only thing he's going to be the only character like it's just a new mystery for him to solve and and that's going to be it the mystery that was at the heart of this movie like that's done you know they're not yeah. bringing anyone else back and I'm like yeah that's great I would love to see more movies starring this guy and the only thing I would accept uh, is if they 
uh, bring the the, uh, the the nurse back. Like she does become his official official Watson. That'd be cool. It'd be all right. I don't think it would be necessary, but uh, I would allow it. But I will also say that um, we're gonna get a little off topic here. But I will uh-huh. say <clears throat> that uh, because of this movie and the and we're gonna get into the ins and outs of this, but because of this movie, um, the the woman who played the nurse and uh, James Bond, like, he asked for her to be in the next James Bond movie because oh, no he shit. thought that they had a, a really good chemistry while they were working on good. this movie. Good, So, yeah, so they're gonna be coming back for another one. Is this, one, like, one of her first roles? I'm not sure. She, I, yeah, I never, I, 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 only, I forget her name. I, I, I haven't seen her in anything, so but, her uh, name is Marta in the movie, but I don't know yep. her name in real life. And it, it has a uh, it has a DC uh, Marvel crossover with uh, Captain America and General Zod in it. Yes, yes. Um, not Terrence Stamp General Zod, uh, the newer one. Yeah. Um, it also has Tony Collette, and I know we seem to have uh, we've yeah. seen like at least one Tony Collette movie. This one is a lot more. Uh, Refreshing. Yeah, and hereditary. it's not her wailing uncon- in uncontrollable grief. Actually, she was one of my. There's a lot of really good characters in this movie. There was every every every. There was not a bad actor in this movie. Nah, everyone did their job like perfectly, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Collette was actually one of my favorites of all of them. Uh, even though like Jamie Lee Curtis was great um, yeah. in this, uh, of course you know Daniel Craig was as the uh, the Poirot type investigator was great. Yeah. The uh, you know the Marta she was perfect. Uh, Chris Evans was great. Um, yeah, he was. Tony Collette. What? Well, Chris Evans was fucking fantastic. Uh, Tony Collette was awesome in this movie. I just love. I loved that there was almost a a playful side to her because I haven't seen her in a lot of movies, but every movie I've seen her in has just been kind of she's been kind of a stick in the mud for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lack of a better term yeah like yeah, one her son died and the other one she's missing her bumblebee pendant yeah i mean so she's gone through tragedies <laughs> so this one is kind of nice to see that she has this almost uh, aloof you know yeah hippie-esque playfulness to well, her I, if i recall like she she kind of wanted to do a little bit more comedy yeah, uh, when you when we were reading the trivia on yeah. Hereditary, like, like she was kind of steering away from yeah, she, excuse me, excuse me, more uh, serious roles in 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 favor of a uh, comedy, but she made an exception for Hereditary, mm-hmm. which was a good exception. It was a yeah. good movie. It was actually a pretty good horror movie um, oh, overall. But um, uh, okay, maybe uh, maybe terror movie. Yeah, more. it's a but. Um, and I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Don Johnson was also in this movie. Uh, I, I, you mentioned him before, and I'm terrible with names. But you know, what else has he been in? Um, I can tell you a few things. I know I said Miami Vice because that's what most people would yeah. probably know him from. But um, I will tell you something that you would probably recognize him in. Okay. He was, and this is going to be a very obscure reference. He was in uh, Django Unchained. Okay. He was. Uh, did you see that movie? Yeah. Okay. So he was like one of the uh, one of the plantation owners. All right. He was the one who meets up with the clan about a third of the way through, and you know, and they're doing all that stuff before they all get blown up. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was just another movie that he just popped up in. He just pops right. up in movies every now and again. Yeah, there are a lot of those. But and, um, uh, especially, I, I forget his name. Uh, the, the old guy who I thought I was surprised he was still alive. Well, he's not. 
What are you talking about? No, the the old guy. You remember the guy who? Oh yeah, the yeah, the one. Oh, that's right, the camera guy. Yeah, the one who was a, the I, security I, guy. I forget his name, but he just pops up every once in a while. Is just a, a baffled country bumpkin. I think I've seen him in Empire. I think he was in an episode of Empire yeah. one time. So uh, we are getting so far up. I, I guess I, know. I think the main thing we're trying to impress is that the cast of this movie is excellent. Yeah, there, the, every there was no small part in this movie, and everything was done perfectly. Like even the uh, they had like um, yeah they had the the detective uh, Benoit Blanc, um, played by Daniel Craig, <laughs> um, but they even had like a sheriff and a state trooper yeah. who were kind of. Uh, doing the police side of the investigation, and both of them were fantastic in this movie yeah, as they, well. Yeah, they had a good dynamic. Those two, like one, uh, one was kind of, oh, you know, kind of serious and, and a little bit of dismissive of uh, mm -hmm. Daniel Craig. You know, just want he kind of just wanted to get this shit over with and go home. And the other guy was just a huge fan yep. uh, <laughs> of the novelist and, and was just drinking it all in. It's, yeah, so there was there was a lot, and and uh, so this is basically our recap of the movie. There's a murder that took place. Yeah. Um, about halfway through, there was a little bit of a twist that I'm not really going to give away. Um, but they kind of it looks like that the 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 mystery is solved about yeah. halfway through, and um and then it's just about like in doing the investigation, and a few of the people are trying to like kind of like low-key stop the investigation even though yeah. you know the mystery is solved and it really it's what i would consider a a great whodunit and an almost um the mystery is solid all the way through mm -hmm. and at the same time it's actually a pretty funny movie yeah like if there was one word i would use to describe this movie it's charming mm -hmm. uh it, it's uh the, uh, nope I, I, I hesitate to use the word safe, but you know it's genuinely a a, a fun for everyone movie. I, I would be very surprised if there was anyone who really didn't have a good experience with this. Yeah, and like there's a lot of um, a lot of that really comes from the fact that the characters are just uh, they're varied, but they all are kind of shitty in their own way. But they're never truly unlikable yeah like even though we know uh like don johnson he's kind of like uh he's a little bit of a like a cheating husband kind yeah. of thing you know you really don't hate him uh-huh um jamie lee curtis is stuck up mm -hmm. and uh egotistical but she's still fun you know yeah they they are they are just a little bit more exaggerated mm -hmm. uh like you can see these people being genuine characters and you know, genuine real life people, but they're, you know, they're just punched up to a little bit more to the point where it's it's a little bit silly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the the fun comes in. Now I yeah. knew, I've seen, uh, or I haven't seen, I've heard a few people talk about this movie very positively. Yeah. So that's why I picked it up um, from the library, which I mentioned earlier. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I, I went into it knowing that it was supposed to be a, a fun little whodunit done in the style of Agatha Christie. Yeah. And, like, I'd say that it really delivered. There was a lot of really good uh, points to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because it was all kind of buoyed by uh, uh, Daniel Craig as yeah. this, uh, this strange, 
like southern uh, investigator, like you know the Sherlock Holmes esque kind of guy. Like the the description I gave while we were watching this movie is if the Coen Brothers and Wes Anderson teamed up to make a move a mystery movie. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly kind of what it really was about. Yeah. Um, now I guess I'm gonna try to get into some. Uh, <laughs> specifics here but yeah you know, without trying to to give a lot away because this was a movie where um that was really big on like subtlety and mo- like you know there's a lot of running jokes yeah. in this movie that if you really weren't paying attention you would miss the running jokeness of it like mm-hmm. um the uh the one girl, Marta, uh, she's kind of at the center of the investigation. She's almost like the main character because she was the nurse. And, um, she's kind of like the only, she's a fish out of water. So you follow her because she's not a part of the family. She is just part of the help. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, throughout the movie, everybody gets her nationality wrong (laughs) and it's just a, and they do it like so quick that you don't even think about it until like a few seconds after you know, they say it like, you know, they, they say, oh, she's from Ecuador. Or, oh, she's from Brazil. But you don't even think about it until you yeah. realize they don't even care. They don't uh-huh. know where she's from. And that really kind of like paints this divide. But also it, it's really funny. It's a really funny way that they kind of merge it into the movie to kind of show how like how little these people care. Yeah, it, it was it, they, they framed it in a way that, uh, it, you know, towards the beginning of the movie that, you know, she was considered part of the family Mm -hmm. and after you know as the movie goes along you kind of see that no she was you know more revered as just another you know you know another portion of the help like uh you know there was one conversation where you know they're arguing about politics Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) and they bring her into the room uh you know to kind of get her opinion on it and uh before she even really gets a word out uh, she's cut off by one of the characters and is handed a plate mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of dispose of. Yeah, like uh, treating her like help, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, while they 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 say that uh, they revere her as as family, she's really, uh, you know, really isn't. And um, one thing I do want to talk about with this movie, and we'll probably end up getting sidetracked from it yeah. because, uh, well, we'll see. Um, but in the beginning of the movie, for maybe the first half hour or 40 minutes or so it is really just uh, an interview with all the the, the prime characters mm-hmm. and like with their flashbacks and recollections of what's going on and I know that the um, uh, according to the trivia that Ryan Johnson the director of this movie yeah. uh, that was he uh, was also the writer and that was one of the oh, really yeah and that was one of the scenes that um, that everybody he tried to, to sell this movie to was kind of like all right you need to you need to like trim this down majorly because you know it just basically stops the movie cold mm-hmm. but to me i'm like i real that was actually even though it was the very beginning of the movie i really i loved it so much because um it a it did flow really like this is how agatha christie uh, novels yeah. usually go and i'm a huge agatha christie fan especially the poirot novels like mm-hmm. um the book Murder on the Orient Express is literally like the entire book is him just bringing in people one at a time, getting their take on it, and by the end he's like solved the mystery for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And they kind of did that for the first 40 minutes, and I really loved it. I was like really excited, and it, it was edited together fantastically because yeah, it wasn't just a stark interview in the room. It mm-hmm. was you know they were getting their take, and then they would flash back. 
uh, to the, uh, you know, to the, you know, to the scene of, of, of what happened. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Craig T. Nelson would uh, <laughs> tap on the piano. <laughs> yep, coach. And, uh, and like, there was... I'm going to be calling him Craig T. Nelson for the rest well, of, of the course. Yeah. So um, there was actually a... Uh, they did something that I can only describe really as Archer-esque, um, which is, uh, especially during that interview scene where he would ask a question or one of the characters would ask a question or talk about something, and then it would cut almost to a reaction from another character, which was like kind of the same thing, like, do you really think I'm dumb enough to fall for that? Then it cuts to like Don Johnson. Oh, okay, let me tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that is, yeah, and I, I really appreciate that style of editing because yeah. even though it took up like the first, I'd say, third of the movie um it was really to me the thing that that kind of made me feel like ah oh, this is this is something special this is something different there is mm-hmm. a uh, there's a confidence in this movie about its characters and its setting and just the understanding of the mystery genre in general yeah and uh as a as a modern take to uh to agatha christie like i think it, it definitely captured the spirit Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the uh, one of the uh, best characters, not because of uh, who he is, but everyone else's reaction to it, is the grandson, like the oh, yeah. the uh, right wing troll. Yeah, yeah, and, and just <laughs> and just how everyone talks about him is is absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a like he doesn't get a lot of lines in, no. you know, but. Um, but you know pretty much what everybody feels yeah. about him. Yeah, and uh, like, like even even uh, Daniel Craig gets in uh, gets in on the joke a little bit. Like, well, yeah, the boy is <laughs> masturbating on the toilet. And like, uh, out of context, it doesn't make sense. But it's just, uh. it, it, it's just such a you know, again, Daniel Craig was I would say even though he wasn't the main character of this movie, I would say that would be the, uh, the Marta. Marta. Um, Daniel Craig was such an anchor, I would say, in this yeah. movie because, like, every time he was on the sc- on the screen, it was it was basically electric. Yep. You know, he uh, and I I do like the idea of um, of like you know the, the the detective you know who can see and you know is like picking up because again I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot. I'm a big fan of uh, the Sherlock Holmes stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I really appreciate when they have a detective like that because if he was a a bumbling, you know, kind of... Like a, more of a Clouseau. Yeah, then it wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah. Um, because part of the, the fun comes from, you know, some of the guilty parties trying to outwit this guy. Yeah. And it's, it's a really fun concept to see someone actively trying to impede, like, a Sherlock Holmes or... Poirot investigation, mm-hmm. especially when they're all in their all in their own way, kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, like the oh, what was I gonna say? Like, I I would say that uh, also kind of making him a little bit, uh, kind of making him a you know a southern uh, gentleman also kind of gives him a, a leg up because they they kind of belittle his 
you know, the fact that he's Southern, like yeah. a KFC and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rather than making him the, the suave, sophisticated Englishman that, you know, he, he actually is. Yeah, exactly. Like, they could have easily made him, you know, come in with his, uh, you know, his, his British kind of James Bond yeah. type of personality. And, no, they, they kind of went for this... Uh, this guy was almost, again, almost a caricature uh-huh. of uh, what you would expect to see of a southern gentleman, you know. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I remember my, I was going to say. Oh, good. Uh, even though it is a comedy and, and you know, it's a, a light-hearted yeah, uh, who's... This is a comedy. Yeah. And it's a light-hearted who's done it. It does have, you know, some actual suspense to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there were p- moments like um, where you're like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, uh, like uh, is she going to get away? Is this person going to get away with this? Is that person going to get, you yeah. know? And um, I, I will say that uh, the first third of the movie, I'd say, is pretty much the you know set up in the interviews yeah. and everything like that. The first that'd be that'd be the first act. Uh, the third act is basically the um, for all intents and purposes, it's the uh, the wrap up and like the big you know the, the thing that they do in all detective movies where they start going through the evidence and they point to the guilty party and everything mm-hmm. like that. And um, in the middle, which is a little bit longer, which is the second act, and it's supposed to be, you know, is kind of like the bridge between these two things. It follows a large part of the investigation and some of the other stuff. And I will say that, um, that, like, the the first act is d- done expertly because it gets you into the mindset of the characters. Mm-hmm. Even the little things, um, that all the different quirks that they have. And the third act was actually such a a roller coaster. Yeah. Of, it was almost like Clue, where they're explaining everything that went on in a whole movie, and you know, and doing it in such a good way, and making you feel good about all the decisions that the characters make and everything like that. Where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is, this is a really you know well thought out mystery, and it's a really you know has a really really uh, good resolution to it. And the second act, um, which I wouldn't say is bad in the least bit, is just kind of. Uh, well, it's it's kind of just the whole meat of the story where the investigation is being undertaken and yeah. the person's trying to kind of sabotage the investigation. Yep. And it's 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 damn it's a damn good movie. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's something I'll probably watch again at some point in my life. Yeah. Um, probably this is probably a movie that I'm gonna bring out every now and again to be like, oh, you haven't seen Knives Out? Well, 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 come on in and watch this one. Kind of, uh, you know, kind of a. An American made bees make honey. Yeah, okay, I can get behind that. So I, I kind of want to see um, uh, this uh, this Benoit Blanc. I want to yeah. see him do like other investigations. Like this was just a, you know, this is something you would see in a typical murder mystery weekend type thing where, you know, a big house, a lot of crazy characters, and, you know, a, a wealthy uh, mystery writer gets killed. Yeah. Like, you know, this just seems like something that would be a. Uh, you know, like what this guy is made for. Yeah. Now I want to see him try to solve like an investigation of like, uh, like ah oh, well this guy was uh, this guy was shot coming out of a Seven Eleven. Uh, we don't know who did it. <laughs> yeah, just a, a a not a a very elaborate uh, you know one, just a kind of cut and dry. Actually, I have a better one to to solve, make him solve. I want him to be the one in Gotham who's trying to solve the uh, the murder of the the Bruce Wayne's family. <laughs> Bruce, like, now, uh, take a seat there, young lad. Um, 
This was a heinous crime and would do very good to tell me everything that you know. <laughs> or maybe a, or just just a general uh, like like some big crime happened uh, in, in Gotham and he's just interviewing like one of the dumb henchmen <laughs> and uh, like he, they don't know which uh, which of the big uh, you know, villains it is so he's just interviewing but he doesn't believe really in any of it. he doesn't really know anything about Gotham. He's so new. He's just, yeah, he's new. So because he was hired out of town, so I imagine he's just. So you're telling me uh, a man dressed as a bat <laughs> came swooping down from the the rafters and beat you up? Yeah, man, Batman. See, I see now. I'm thinking about it, he's kind of like the Pendergrass of uh, from Preston Child's books. Like he he goes from town to town to solve these yeah. crazy things. And I want the uh, I want the investigation to be. Um, something, like, ridiculous now. I want there to be, uh, like, somebody broke into Bruce Wayne's home and killed Alfred. Now, Alfred <laughs> wants vengeance, you know, uh, yeah, but he's still gotta go through the interview process. And where were you, Mr. Wayne? And he's trying not to give away that he's Batman this yeah. entire time. What do you know about this caped crusader that's running around town and uh, taking a law into his own hands? Batman is like the primary suspect, and <laughs> like, oh no, or maybe Bruce Wayne is the primary no, suspect. It's actually funnier if it's Batman. Is it? We saw we saw a man dressed as a bat come into the cave, uh, or come into this mansion, and then your butler's dead. So now Batman has to be the one. There's no other reason for Batman to come into this part of town. So. Would there be any reason this Batman would have any vendetta against you or your friend Alfred? I I, I don't I don't know why he's uh I don't know why he he came all the way here. I uh, he probably left right afterward. He must have gotten lost. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, uh, uh, does your friend Alfred know this Batman or does he no. is he fr know who Batman is and no no I don't think anyone knows who Batman is. they, they tried uh, they tried to figure out who Batman was one time and nobody could figure it out could, not that you should try to figure it out but nobody could figure could it out could Alfred have figured out who Batman was and then Batman killed him uh, I I don't think ba Batman doesn't kill I know for a fact that Batman does well that's why I hear I hear that uh -huh. Batman doesn't kill mm -hmm. so there's no reason even if someone found his secret identity mm -hmm. I think he would just take it with 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 good grace I mean I, he's probably tried to come forward before about his secret identity if I had to guess but uh, -huh. uh he wouldn't murder you know uh, mm. his uh, a butler over this you know yeah Mr. Wayne now uh are you Batman I'm not Batman I I'm not Batman but uh, nobody nobody knows who Batman is I'm just saying that you know, if Batman showed up here, like he wouldn't, like he'd have to get through me, and I'm a I'm a tough customer, <laughs> you know. So, Mr. Wayne, if Batman didn't do it, that only leaves one other suspect. Well, I'm just saying, there's other people in the mansion all the time. Could have been the Joker dressed well, as Batman. Uh, Mr. Wayne, where were you at the time of Alfred's death? Do you have an alibi? All right, let's let's. Well, we can't check the security cameras, so I turned them off, but. Why did you turn off the security well, oh, cameras? Oh, I, I do. Wayne? I do have. I have an alibi. I have an alibi. I have an okay. alibi. Uh, Lucius Fox was here. Lucius Fox was here, mm -hmm. um, talking about. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. I'm not on the road with him, mm -hmm. but he was just here. He was having a meeting here, and uh, and 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 so so he probably. Yeah. I'm not saying it was him, but he he knows I was here. Is what I'm saying. So if I call up Mr. Fox, he's going to tell me that he was here with you. Well, he was here with me. It just doesn't matter what we were talking about. Like you don't have to ask him. 
any of that stuff. That's confidential. That's, that's Wayne, you know, Enterprises type stuff. So if you didn't kill Alfred and this Batman didn't kill Alfred, did Lucius kill Alfred? No, Lucius was right here with me. He couldn't have killed Alfred. Alfred was out by the patio smoking. So who killed Alfred, Mr. Wayne? I don't know. You're an investigator. Could be anybody. I have a fucking, uh, I have a kid running around. It might be him. Like, it, it, like it does, uh, it does beg the question, like, what's the world's greatest detective, uh, you know, kind of calling this bumpkin in to do his job for him? Well, I imagine that, um, okay. that he didn't. He didn't? Like, Alfred, Alfred was the one who gave him the wad of cash before his death? I think what happened was, um, was that, uh, Benoit Blanc, yeah. um, he read about th this, uh, in the newspaper and was like, well, this is some serious information, you know, this is a serious case, only I can solve this kind of thing. And he, you know, he takes a first trip there, because he doesn't have anything else to do that He's day. like, hmm, rent's due and the Waynes are awfully rich. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, we don't need an investigator, I, well, I can't say I'm a, I'm not a licensed detective, but, you know, I, I am pretty smart, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, um... The thing is, here, actually, it's the Joker. The Joker hired this guy. <laughs> I'll get him. Ooh, this will be quite a spiderweb for him to get out of. And like, I imagine that, uh, I imagine at the end it comes down to, um, they're all in Wayne Manor, and it's, uh, he's going, he's doing his detective thing as he's like, you know, as he's wont to do, like, listing all yeah. the stuff, and they're all gathered in a room, and it's like, Batman, or I'm sorry, it's Bruce Wayne, yeah. it's Lucius Fox, it's the Joker, uh, it's <laughs> the Penguin, the Riddler, Clayface, it's like, all these rogues are in there, two faces there, flipping a coin, you know, and he's like, let, you know, listen it down one at a time, you know, like, alright, so we've established that Alfred passed away while smoking a cigarette on the patio, which I told him not to do. But Mr. Wayne, we'll get to that in a moment. No, we'll get to this now. I just wanted to let it to know, even though I didn't kill him, and we can all determine that. I mean, that's what this man's yeah, here for. Hey, 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 I, I just, I'm just telling you, I didn't do it, all right? Oh, also that he shouldn't have been smoking on the patio, and, uh, well, yeah, that's it. Okay, very, your point is well taken. <laughs> so he was smoking a cigarette on the patio, shouldn't have done, which he may or may not have been able to do, uh, given the rules of this establishment. Uh, but then he, then he was shot with a bullet or a dart that came from a... And he's opening a piece of paper. <laughs> it looks like it was a crossbow slash umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still imagine it, it was like a frame job. It, yeah, of it, course. It was a joke. It was like, came from a bat-shaped dot. <laughs> a, a, it was a boomerang in the shape of a bat. And pierced his neck, severing his spine. I, I'm just gonna say, since we do not know who the Batman is, that was the crux of the case that I had to turn into because Batman is guilty of this crime. Hey, no, he's <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. He's, just, <laughs> he's a joker. <laughs> he just jokes around. Jokes around. <laughs> and I've determined that the Batman is none other than the Joker. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I can't be Batman. I've fought him many a times. Huh. Ah, that's no proof. A lot of times, Alfred would dress up as Batman when he was in here with me so people wouldn't get confused. Was Alfred Batman Mr. Wayne? Yes. Yes, yes, he was, yeah. <laughs> he yes, was yes, he was, yes. 
Yeah, he was Batman. <laughs> the case is solved, actually. <laughs> and they bring, they uh, take Alfred's corpse out in the cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that they uh, they 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 have it in like a, a they they still burn him at the stake, you know. Wait, what? Because it's like the cops don't like Batman. Yeah. And the criminals don't like Batman, so they feel this is the only way to bring peace to Gotham is to like literally burn him at the stake. Well, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. I just think that's. I don't know what that solves. <laughs> well, everyone's happy to see the Batman burn at the stake. The criminals uh, are like, ah, finally justice is done. And they stop being bad. That's how that works. And the cops, <laughs> they're like, ah, justice is done. And they continue being corrupt in Gotham. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess. And Bruce Wayne just mopes. Yeah. Just mopes in his, in his mansion for the rest of his days. Well, I now, imagine... Oh, go ahead. He, he takes up stamp collecting. I imagine after about five years, once the heat's died down a little bit, and, uh... I actually imagine things... It's a utopia in Gotham. Yeah. You know, like, every... Like, the Joker, now he runs a soup kitchen. <laughs> and, you know, the Penguin, he's, uh... He's mayor, but he's actually a pretty good mayor. Yeah. Um, like, everything's running smoothly, but Batman because he wants to be, you know, Bruce Wayne wants to still get in on the action, he creates a new superhero. He creates, like, Duckman or something, uh, something I, I, ridiculous. You know, he becomes a villain. No, I imagine he becomes... He starts robbing banks. He he becomes what he thinks that the city needs. He thinks he's a superhero still. Uh -huh. And so every time there's, like, the littlest crime, like the, uh, the Joker's soup kitchen runs out of bread, you know, he busts in... Why is that a crime? Well, he he thinks that he, they're trying to starve the homeless, so he busts in and starts <laughs> punching the, the henchmen who are, you know, serving, you know, they got aprons and they got the freaking hairnets on. <laughs> and he starts, like, beating them up because he thinks that the Joker's up to something, like he's embezzling bread. And it turns out he is. Yeah, and it's like, I'm sorry, I have a large family, and I don't get paid a lot, it's a non-profit. And, uh... That's a serious crime. And then, of course, as soon as, you know, as soon as this new superhero arises, everything goes back to the anarchy yeah. it was before. Because, you know, the soup kitchen closes because there's no one to run it. Yeah. Like, they, you know... They're the, all in a hospital. Yeah, the mayor the mayor uh, is ousted and is in jail, and a uh, uh, new corrupt mayor is put in there who embezzles more. Yeah. Uh, he, he steals entire loaves. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... You know, Batman is, or I guess whatever new yeah, you know, animal man. that scares him, uh, is is just uh, you know. The cycle continues. Yeah, like, he's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like really, that kind of makes a little sense uh, because in um, I know it's not entirely his fault, but if you think of like the Dark Knight Rises, like there were seven years of peace. And the second Batman shows his ugly head again, yeah, yeah. then a nuclear bomb almost gets detonated. Uh, I mean, Bane not, had not this really plan for a while. Yeah, but. it's not really Batman's fault. Uh, I mean, all right, Alfred does start bringing up some good points. He's yeah, like you know, you don't need to go out there and just start beating people up. Maybe you can donate some of your money to uh, to do better. You know, maybe you can lend some of this equipment to the you know the to the police to help you know catch crimes. Maybe you can offer your assistance in ways that don't include you dressing up and punching people. <laughs> Because, uh, let me, let me try and think, like, Bane, uh, like, how, how's it, how's it go? Oh, yeah, like, he comes into the scene, then steals all Bruce Wayne's money, mm -hmm. and then steals his, his uh, arsenal, that his he did, arsenal, which he just, instead of, again, 
either dismantling or you know giving to the police, which probably isn't a good idea because the cops are corrupt there. But yeah. they weren't for a while, and instead of just like you know giving you know spreading some of this this stuff to you know the proper authorities, yeah, like he just keeps it in a basement directly <laughs> under the directly above the sewer, and Bane just steals it. It's like well Betty. now we have it. And then he just breaks him back and breaks his back and throws him in a hole. And then he's like, "Oh, he'll never get out of that!" And Batman just jumps out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> hey! It's like, well, we sh we've only got a day before this thing explodes, and Batman doesn't know. He's up there. He's spraying his, you know, his Batman symbol onto a bridge. Like I got all the time in the world. Like, I, like, Bane's plan w was foiled by. It, just him having the uh, the bomb mobile in a truck at all times, like it, he could have literally put it anywhere. Yeah, he could have hit like, it. It was just like instead of having it in a truck, why don't we have it not in a truck? Yeah, why don't and we, it would have worked. Why don't we put it in a landfill where nobody knows where it is? Yeah, yeah. like you could have literally just left it in, like because you had like pretty much the, the entire city was on lockdown, mm -hmm. uh, and like he could have just hit it under the bridge that yeah. they were locking down. Like, here's the thing. I I like that movie. I like The Dark Knight yeah. Rises. I do think it's the weakest of the three movies. Yeah. Um, but I do like it. I like it a lot. Uh, saying that's the weakest is, you know, it's a fantastic trilogy through and through. Yeah. Um, uh, I would dare say probably the best Batman trilogy. Hmm. Uh, the best series of three Batman movies in a row, I think I can agree with. Yeah. Um, because the, the best Batman series. Yes, because Batman '89. I actually like, even though I, I, I will say that all three of the Nolan movies are better yeah. as movies than Batman '89. I do like personally Batman '89 better. Oh, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, but Batman Returns, I still like, but I wouldn't say I like that better than any of the three. Um, Nolan movies, and then we start getting to like Batman Forever. <laughs> oh yeah, that, then you, you know once you get into the Schumacher territory. Yeah, then it then it starts getting a little weird. Yeah. Um, and everyone and if everyone kind of shits on Schumacher, but like you have to think like he had a legacy of very good movies, you know, before and after uh, the Batman movies. I don't even know what happened. Like, and here's the thing. Batman Forever is okay. It's not great. It, no. But you can tell that he didn't want to... I, I think it was also maybe studio pressure, but... Well, yeah. You could tell that it's like, listen, we did, you know, these two dark, you know, uh, Batman movies, uh, and they did all right, but people kind of want to take this and they want to take this into something more, uh, more family-friendly. I don't think it was even that. Just judging by how colorful it was and, and how... How everything was just sleek and plasticky. It was designed for toy marketing. Yeah, I can I could probably get behind that. But again, here's the thing. I like Batman Forever. It's not good. It's not good. It's uh, but you know it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, I I, st I still think Val Kilmer was an all right Batman. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Uh, he, he was a shit ton better than uh, what's his face? George Clooney. George Clooney. Here's the weird thing. Um. I would say that I do think that Val Kilmer's Batman uh, is probably a better Batman than George Clooney's Batman. Well, yeah. But I will also say that I think that George Clooney's Bruce Wayne is actually a better Bruce Wayne than Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. 
Uh, I don't really remember much about uh, George Clooney. Uh, um, his his Bruce Wayne. Well, actually, a lot of the, a lot of the non oddly enough, a lot of the non Batman stuff, uh, was actually not terrible in that Batman movie of uh, Batman and Robin. Um, like Alfred's dying, you know, everything yeah. like that. I'm like, you know what? That's not bad. Actually, I heard a few. I heard like uh, somebody voicing similar opinions, and actually made me stop to think of like, you know what? I was more invested in Alfred dying in that movie than I was in anything that Mr. Freeze was doing. Oh, yeah. And that's actually, so I actually think that that part of the movie is, you know, whenever Batman wasn't being Batman, the movie was more tolerable. So I wonder if there couldn't be a cut where, you know, mm. you can just cut Batman out of the movie and then it's just a, a tragedy of Alfred dying and then he gets, uh, and then, uh, like, one then out of nowhere, Bruce Wayne comes back with these pills. Like we could do a supercut that somehow, um, it somehow gets us so that uh, so that Batman is like just pretty much absent from a Batman movie. Yeah. But it's it's almost like um, oh, what was I gonna say? Like it becomes like a uh, Lifetime movie. <laughs> it's it's turns out that it's Batgirl. Batgirl's the one who comes <laughs> in and brings the magic cure for McGregor syndrome. That's it's what a, he was dying of. It, it's, you know, it, it's DC's Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> or, uh, and I imagine that, like, we can somehow cut around, like, so it's it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, Mr. Freeze dying in that sunlight and handing the other things over, but we never show Batman getting it, but, you know, it's just Bruce Wayne has it, so you just assume that, <laughs> that it was, you know, Mr. Freeze was talking to Bruce Wayne the whole time. We don't even... I, I imagine we don't even see Mr. Freeze. You don't just, see Mr. Freeze at like, all? It, just one day, uh, Bruce Wayne comes back with a cure. I want to say... I, I say we can... Because no one knows what Batman... Like, anyone can be a Batman. Yeah. Uh, so, we make a supercut of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, where uh, it's Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne... Or as Batman, doing uh -huh. all the crime-fighting stuff, <laughs> while Bruce Wayne's dealing with all the McGregor Syndrome stuff as George Clooney. And, um, yeah, actually, that would be, that'd be fine. <laughs> why, uh, what was the reason why Mr. Freeze had to be in a cold suit? Um, because some, yeah, the, the accident that made him Mr. Freeze or whatever, uh, makes it so that, um, he can't survive, I guess, outside of it. His blood has, like, is like a certain, needs a certain temperature to survive or whatever. Did, did, did it say what the accident was? Uh, I don't think so. Though, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is somewhat canon to Mr. Freeze's, um, story. That he needs that, that, that cold suit to survive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I figure. What is it about having an accident in Gotham that makes you a villain? Well, also- like, is someone getting in a car accident and all of a sudden they're raining terror on the town? I am the wheelchair! <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that- um, there is no OSHA in Gotham City, so none of these, you know, there's no nothing. You know, they, there's an unregulated city, I, I, so there's no regulations whatsoever, and that's why all these accidents continue to happen. Like, somehow, through some strange uh, topographic and, uh, topographical anomaly, like, uh, Gotham is not considered a part of the United States. 
and it's its own sovereign nation. So they can kind of, you know, Gotham made its own rules where, like, industry is booming and it's a wealthy country, but it's corrupt out the ass and it's polluted yeah. and, and it's awful, but it's, uh, it's wealthy and it's, you know, because of that, uh, it's full of villains. Like, I, I want to see a villain who just becomes a villain because no tragic backstory. They just... They got bored. Yeah. Like, at first you would think the Joker is like that, but, um... But then you get, like, movies like, uh... Or ideas like, um, The, the Killing Joke. Uh, yeah. Which is in the, uh... Which was a graphic novel first, and then became a... A movie. Yeah. Uh... Not a, great, a, not an terrible. An okay movie. Yeah. But, um... But, like, they kind of, you know, gave a... a detailed backstory of the Joker in that, where he was a stand-up comedian and everything, and I don't know, part of me kind of would rather have a Joker shrouded in mystery where he's just uh, he's just there one day, like yeah, I, I guess more of a more of a um, I hate to say this more of a Heath Ledger kind of thing, where, where, where even he doesn't even know yeah. Where, where, why he became who he is? Though I do subscribe to the fan theory that uh, that he was like a soldier who was, you know, injured in an explosion. Hmm. Is, is there like clues to that? There's a few of them. One, he's uh, he's proficient in um, a lot of you know weapons and everything like that, right. military grade weapons. Uh, two, he has interrogation resistance, hmm. which uh, you they treat yeah. they you know in uh, seer school. Um, three, uh, it would, it would also, it would explain his scars and where he got them. Um, and four, he kind of also mentions it a little bit in one scene where he says something along the lines of, uh, like, if you say a, a gangbanger gets shot or a truckload of soldiers gets blown to smithereens, nobody panics. Huh. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good fan theory. Yeah, I... I... I kind of see it now. Uh, so, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him as you know as a Joker, I think he's a great villain. Um, I do like that his backstory, for the most part, is mysterious enough that we can make up theories like this. Yeah. What? Well, well, I forget what the the backstory was in the Killing Joke. Like he just got not, you know, was in the wrong crowd and then was knocked into a vat of acid. No, in the Killing Joke, it was um, he was a failed stand-up comedian, so yeah. he tries to pull a job. With the uh, with the mafia, to um, because his wife's sick or something like that. Yeah. So he's trying to make some extra money on the side because he can't do it with his laughs. And then his wife gets uh, killed in like a car accident or something. And they're like, "Yo, whoa, whoa, we still got you for our jobs, right? Like we yeah. saw it about what happened, you know." But uh, hey, I can't do a, a thug voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing Fonzie now. Fonzie now. Hey. Hey, woes. Uh, we're sorry, but you gotta do this. And then in the middle of this robbery, then the Batman's like, Hey, asshole. And he, like, throws him into a vat of toxic waste or something. And, uh, because Batman really is the worst part of <laughs> Gotham City. Uh, again, like, sovereign nation. Yep. Yeah, I get it. Like, I, I get, I'm guessing, like, the, the commissioner at any point could have just figured out who Batman is and and go and you know raid uh Bruce Wayne Manor but like he's doing their job for them for yeah, free. Yeah. 
It's like the the commissioner is embezzling so much money. Oh my money. gosh! Like it's uh, like it, there's something that went wrong that the uh, you know the uh, the commissioner kind of like a, a a hostage dies and the commissioner threatens to expose Batman, but the Batman uh, also threatens to expose the commissioner. So they're they're basically. They're they're always in this little uh, yeah. playing this little dance, a little, tug, a little tug of war. Um, I imagine that uh, when Batman like dunks the Joker in the uh, the toxic waste, I imagine it's not just straight up like like in Batman '89 where he slips in. You yeah. Know, I imagine he is doing it like a swirly, like oh you like the toxic waste, huh? <laughs> like holding him with the, you know by one leg and yeah, dunking him in. Exactly. Now tell me. <laughs> To, like, I've got medical bills to pay. Oh, medical bills, huh? <laughs> well, now you got more. <laughs> I'm gonna get back at that SOB. <laughs> oh, he dunked the last guy. He will ever dunk. <laughs> I don't know who that was. And then, like, imagine, I want to imagine all of the villains in, uh, in Gotham City have, like, a Batman-inspired origin. Like, I imagine that, um... That he's interrogating Harvey <laughs> Dent. It's like, you know, even though Harvey Dent is innocent in a crime, he's like, yeah. So tell me about this money that got embezzled. I have no idea, Batman. We're investigating ourselves. Liar! <laughs> he throws the acid on his face. <laughs> he dunks him too. Dun dunks half his face in the acid. <laughs> That's his thing. He dunks people. Yeah. Like, uh, he dunked clay face in the vat of modeling clay. Yeah. He dunked, uh, he dunked the penguin hand first into. Uh, some sort of <laughs> chemical. He dunked the crocodile into, uh, a different type of acid that just corroded his skin. Uh, actually, I think that the crocodile, or Killer Croc, I think it was, uh, like he dunked him in a batch of, like, this weird DNA. Like that, uh, someone's doing <laughs> DNA experiments, which are, you know, unregulated in their sovereign nation. They can do as much, <laughs> as much genetic research as humanly possible. And he dunks like, ah, oh, what are you investigating, huh? Oh, Batman, I'm trying to find a regenerative process. LIAR! <laughs> I, I, actually, I think it's just something for, uh, to kind of help with oily skin. And it just dries <laughs> him out too much to the point where he just becomes scaly. <laughs> He's a scaly, scaly man. <laughs> and, uh, let, let's see. Let's see, uh... A lot of dunking involved in... in well, uh, he, the, the man has one gimmick and it works. <laughs> yeah, it creates a villain in the process. He's creating but... lots of villains. It's like, ah, look at this, this super cool antifreeze. So, oh. Mr. Frost, <laughs> it dunks him in that. Yeah. I wonder what uh, what was he dunk Bane in steroids? Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, just, I mean, just the the vaddest steroids. And he actually ends up drinking most of it. Yeah. Don't don't swallow it. Spit it out. Spit it out. He's like. Trying to, he's trying to stick his fingers down the guy's mouth. <laughs> like, like a dog. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then Bane gets angry. Because that's ro he has roid rage. Yeah. And, uh... Am I doing good, Alfred? No, no. sir. No, you've never done good. Oh, you're a cut-up, Alfred. And, <laughs> and the old pestilence. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, I love a good roast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of roast, uh, what's for dinner tonight? I'm hungry. I've been dunking people all night. <laughs> I'll go fire up the crockpot, sir. <laughs> yeah. Make, yeah. It, make it snappy. Oh, I wish he'd dunk me so I could kill him. <laughs> Alfred just wants to be the villain. Yeah. But, uh, 
But Batman, he's never thought about dunking him because he's off the clock when he's in Wayne Manor. Yeah. He's off the clock. Who's... Who's keeping track of his hours? He is. He, he, like, <laughs> For tax purposes. Like, as soon as- I mean, he's just off the clock, he's like, once he takes the suit off, he's like, Ugh, I don't have to dunk anybody anymore, I get my comfy pajamas on now. <laughs> like, you know, Alfred even, like, it, it, you know, tries to instigate it, like, he'll just dump his, uh, you know, his meal in his lap or slap his face. <laughs> hey, come on, dunk me! You wanna dunk me? Or he, yeah, he, he, like, pours the hot soup on his lap. Oh, Alfred, ah! Oh. Well, good thing I was wearing my... Extra strong as best as bad underwear, or else that would have been really damaging. Oh, fiddle faddle. He's like standing with his face over the crock pot. Oh, by the way, sir, your parents died like pigs. Alfred, come on. Just trying to get a snack here. <laughs> oh, that's that's not funny. Oh, yeah. Usually pretty funny, Alfred. You should work on your delivery on that one. Whenever you're eating, I spit in it. Ah, oh, you're funny, Alfred. You're a funny guy. Like, I, I don't know, there are- t I do imagine, like, there are times where Alfred, uh, just hovers over Bruce Wayne in his sleep with a knife, just, uh, you know, just waiting to get the courage. Yeah. Like, kind of like the, uh, kind of like the guy from A Telltale Heart, only- Yeah. You know, only Batman doesn't open his eyes this time, he doesn't catch him. Oh, I, I imagine he's sleeping with his eyes open. <laughs> I uh, see. I imagine I imagine he has a specially made bat mask that he wear, like <laughs> just like you know, like those eye masks that you put yeah. on when you sleep, like you know. But you know, it's his is in the shape of a bat, or or it's just and it's yellow. A, a standard, uh, a, a standard eye mask, but just with two stern, unclosing eyes. <laughs> just, I, just to have the nerve to make the final cut. Oh, just one of these days. I'm Alfred. Get you. Uh, give me. Why don't you go get me a beer, Alfred? Is well, he talking he, to he's, sleep? he's making this easier, though. <laughs> oh, like to bash the beer over the head. Uh, please just get me the beer. Uh, that's yeah. it. So, knives out. A uh, very good film. Uh, you know, a modern day. Uh, kind of a modern day, almost classic, like a uh, classic whodunit. Uh, that uh, you know, really ha has a good mystery, has a decent amount of suspense, but is on the you know, on the flip side, still funny. Like I, I would highly recommend this. This is, this is kind of a. The reason movies are made, I feel like movies like yeah. this really, uh, especially, you know, when you, when you think of some. Um, Bratch, Bratch, yeah. Bratch, I'm mean, When you think of the batch of movies that, that seem to come out around here, this is 2019, yeah. you think that so many of them are just like dull and ugly and borderline boring, you know, or slow boil. Like, this is, yeah, this isn't that. This is just a fun, effervescent, like you said, charming little feature. So I highly recommend it. Yes. All right. I think that'll be it for us today. All right. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo.